0: You're listening to the Tongue Tie Experts Podcast, a weekly program providing information and support for those families impacted by tongue and lip tie and the professionals caring for them. I'm Lisa Palladino, a midwife and a lactation consultant with over 30 years of experience. If you are a parent looking for answers or a professional who is curious to learn more than what you learned in school on this topic, welcome. This podcast is for you. A gentle disclaimer please do not consider anything discussed on this podcast by myself or any guest of the podcast to be medical advice. The information is provided for educational purposes only and does not take the place of your own medical or lactation provider. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Tongue Tie Experts Podcast. I'm Lisa Palladino, and today we are going to be talking about the procedure to release the tongue tie, the lip tie, called phrenotomy or phrenectomy. There are different ways to describe it. Um, For my purposes, we'll call it phrenotomy. It's a shorter word. I like it better. Um, And today we're going to think about how do we make phrenotomy, once we know that it's necessary, how do we make it the easiest, the um, most successful in terms of the results? But beyond the results, I want to talk about how parents or caregivers are going to feel how the baby is going to experience the day and optimize it being as simple and giving the least trauma possible. Although phrenotomy is a minor, quick procedure, it may be stressful for those who are going through it. And it often is very stressful For those who are going through it. Being prepared always keeps nerves calm and allows for a smoother experience. So today we're going to talk about two aspects of preparation for phrenotomy. First, we're going to maybe, you know, step back a bit and say, how are we sure that we are selecting a provider that is going to give us the best outcome and a smooth experience. So first we're going to talk about how to select a provider for your child, and then we're going to talk about how to prepare for the day. Okay. So before I get into the topics, I just want to let you know that I will be including um, written handouts that you can download. Um, on these topics and they'll be in the show notes. But all of this comes from my courses. All of these information are, th- are topics that are discussed in both the professional's guide to tongue tie in the breastfeeding infant and the parent's guide to, to tongue tie. So I have two different courses, two different paths, one is for professionals, one is for parents, but you can find all of this information about preparing for phrenotomy, as well as many other aspects of tongue tie and breastfeeding in my courses. And the links to those are always in the show notes. So just so you know, in case you don't catch anything, you'll be able to read this, okay? So let's get started on selecting a provider for phrenotomy, which is the procedure to release the tongue tie or the lip tie. Now, you're gonna hear me use the term tots. Tots means tethered oral tissues. If you're new to these, uh, this verbiage and this language and you wanna deep dive into what the heck are tots, that's actually one of my earliest podcast episodes is a deep dive into explaining all about what they are. So this is, this is more advanced knowledge that we're talking about today. If you need to go back and, and get definitions and symptoms, that's all there for you. So, again, the term tots is tethered oral tissues which can refer to lip tie, tongue tie, or any other frenum that is causing a restriction of normal movement in the mouth. That's what we're talking about when I say tots today. Okay, so before you um, select a provider, you're at the point where you've had an assessment, you're going through struggles, you've had professional um, opinions and assessments and diagnoses that tell you that your baby needs or should have a tongue-tie procedure, a phrenotomy. Maybe your baby, you've been told that your baby will benefit from having the procedure, right? I'm not saying that every baby should have the procedure. I'm talking about you've gotten to that place, right? So here we are. Okay, the baby needs a phrenotomy. How do I pick the right person, the right professional do this procedure on my baby, right? So that's where we're at today. So I have a list of questions that I think are very important to ask a provider and you can ask this over the phone before you even make an appointment with the receptionist who answers or if you're lucky enough the provider will have a conversation with you or if they tell you, you know what, We answer all these questions in the first appointment, which is a consultation. So you don't have to worry that your questions will be answered when you get here. However, I think that there are a few questions that you want to know even before you get there. Those questions are these, what tool do you use to release tots? So what tool that could be a scissor, it could be a laser, it could be cautery or it could be scalpel. Now, I did a very extensive discussion of laser with Dr. Peter Vitruck in a previous episode. So you want to go back and listen to that if you want to know more about specific lasers. But you definitely want to know what type of tool the, the provider is using. There may be people, and there are definitely people, who are very good at using a scissor, laser, or a scalpel. I'm not crazy about quartery in anyone's hands for for a baby's tots. Um, But a scissor scissor provider may not be, you know, there may not be negatives there because there there are people who do well with that. But It's just information to gather, okay? So after you ask what tool do you use, you want to know, do they treat tongue, lip, and buckle ties if they're present? Now, this is not a time to discuss whether all of these are real or fads or whatever, but there are some doctors who do believe that tongue, lip, and buckle ties are over-treated. There are some types of doctors who will do the tongue and not the lip on a baby, and there aren't many who will do buckle ties. That's not saying that you shouldn't use that provider. It's just having that information because it gives a little bit of a hint into how much education and experience the provider has in treating tethered oral tissues in breastfeeding infants. Now, what I think is one of the most important questions is, do you have a network of of international board-certified lactation consultants, IBCLCs, and body workers such as physical therapists, chiropractors, occupational therapists, cranial sacral therapy providers, etc., and I don't mean to leave anyone out, but do you have a network, speech-language pathologists, do you work with those types of providers in in a referral um, network? And can you recommend specific providers for me to be sure that this is the procedure that my baby needs and to guide the recovery that my baby needs? Now, if the provider doesn't even understand what you're talking about, then this is not the place for you to bring your baby. Because those who are doing an excellent job with the phrenotomy understand that this is not just about the procedure. Right? So that's another topic for another day. But these are clues that those of us who are networking with each other, um, have education together, we work in networks, we're invested in knowing, we're invested in the education, and we understand that in order to have the best outcomes, we have to know that we're not the only one responsible for that outcome, okay? So that's powerful. And um, most providers who are experienced in treating infants will have the right answers for you, I I expect. Now, other questions to ask is, what's your experience with TOTS? How long have you been releasing them? How many procedures have you performed? And how many procedures have you performed with this tool? Right. So maybe they used to use a scissor and now they're using... Um, a CO2 laser. How long have they had that laser? What are their outcomes? All of these are important to ask when trying to decide if you're going to trust this provider um, with your infant. Um, Couple of like just things to know so that you're prepared. Um, Will parents be allowed in the room with the baby for the procedure? Um Some doctors, dentists let the parents in the room with precautions, and some don't. Um, you may not want to be in the room, and some parents are okay with that. But I think it's important to know this ahead of time so that your, again, your nervous system is preparing for what is this procedure going to look like for us when we're there. Um, do you administer anything for pain during the procedure? And if not, why? And if yes, what is it? Because I think we should know everything our baby gets, right, Um, and then another important fact or or aspect to talk about is pain management after the procedure. Will my baby be in pain? Do you recommend um, whether it's pharmacological things such as Tylenol? or Motrin, you know, Advil, um, ibuprofen, or um, homeopathic remedies, or ice chips, or what do you recommend? And you always want to ask the provider doing that particular procedure what they recommend. And you want to have that ready ahead of time, right? And we'll talk more about that. Anyone out there on Instagram? I am, and I've been working hard at growing my Instagram account. Of course, it's called Tongue Tie Experts, and it's about to reach 10,000 followers. Hopefully, by the time you hear this, we'll be at 10,000, which has been a goal of mine. Just wanna let you know, if you wanna know how I did this without paid ads, without any advertising at all, or you know, any sponsorships, all with organic, simple methods, you can come to my webinar called Simplifying Instagram, and it's going to be on Friday, June 17th. So if you're listening to this, the week the episode comes out, I hope that you'll look for the link in my show notes. Follow the link and sign up. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to be very interactive, and you'll learn all the ways that I reached my 10,000 followers on the Tongue Tie Experts Instagram account. Come follow us over there if you don't already. Hope to see you there. Going along with um, being prepared for what the day is going to be like, ask if there is a space for you to feed your baby after the procedure, whether that's for breastfeeding, chest feeding, or even bottle feeding. Is there a private space that you guys will be allowed to hang out in after the procedure, or will you have to leave right after? Very important, especially if you're traveling um, a long distance to see your particular doctor, which often happens um, when you're looking for someone expert in this field. I'd also wanna know what exercises and stretches they recommend, and will they be demonstrated to you? What kind of education you'll be getting? um we often are very nervous i know i would be and i do have actually have the experience of my child having a surgery um when she was three months old my youngest had a um, cleft lip she was born with a unilateral cleft lip and at three months of age she had to have surgery to fix that and i was very nervous And what helps me to know was what's going to happen afterwards. So you want to think about that. What's it going to be like after the procedure? You know, where am I going to be hanging out? How long will it take me to get out of your office? After I come out of your office, what will that night be like? Um, What should I expect it to be? How do we get in touch with you if we have any questions or concerns? Um, you know, some doctors will give you a phone number, some will you know call you themselves. You want to know what to expect in that way. And um, how how um, uncomfortable you think the baby will be and what you can do if certain things happen. So you want to have some some, anticipatory guidance, as we call it, about what it's gonna be like that night. And um, what are possible complications? And how often do they see them? Now, the possible complications, I'm gonna just go through very briefly because it's important to know. Possible complications of phrenotomy are theoretically bleeding, right? Because it's a very vascular area, meaning there's a lot of blood vessels in the mouth. So it's possible that there will be bleeding. It's rare to have bleeding more than a couple of drops with a laser um, or even a scissor in the right hands, right? So it's, it's rare but it can happen. So you want them to be honest with you and say that one of the possible complications is bleeding. Another possible complication which is even more rare, and I've never seen them. All my years of experience, I've never seen it, but it's always possible that you can have infection because any time we interfere with the um, integrity of the tissue of the body, whenever you make a hole somewhere, whenever you cut something, there's always a risk of infection. Extremely rare. Um, Another possible complication is that the tethered oral tissue the tongue tie the lip tie reattaches right so that again it's pretty rare but it's the most common complication that I see so these are things you want to hear from your provider because it's letting you know that they understand what you're concerned about and they are ready with answers and reassurances and the facts that lets you know that they are expert in their field. And perhaps the most important question before you leave is when should we follow up? Will we come back to your office? Should we follow up with the IBCLC? When would you like to see us again? And if not, how do we know that everything is progressing as it should? So you want to leave with confidence that you know what to do next and what to expect next. So those are the questions to ask a provider and how to select a provider for your baby's procedure. I'm gonna shift gears and talk about how to actually prepare once you've selected the provider And you've made the appointment. What are we going to do to prepare ourselves so that we have the smoothest experience with the least trauma to ourselves, our family, and our baby? Before I talk about preparing for the day of the phrenotomy, though, I have a little ask. If you're enjoying this podcast, please follow Tongue Tie Experts Podcast on your favorite podcast app, whether that be Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify. If you like it and follow it and give us a rating and if you have time, a review, that helps us and it helps other families and other providers to hear the information it's hard, there's so many podcasts out there, it's hard to get the attention, and the best way for us to get the attention of other listeners who need to hear this message is by you recommending it. So thank you so much for listening, and thank you for liking us and following us, and sharing it, and if you have time or review, thanks. So back to preparing for the day of the Phrenotomy. Although phrenotomy, again, is a minor, quick procedure, it definitely can be stressful. Um, And preparation is key to keeping your nerves calm and will give you a smoother experience, um, hopefully, right? I would always suggest to bring another adult with you. If your partner, if you have a partner and your partner can come with you, that's great. If you're a single parent or your partner cannot attend, invite a family member or a friend. Um, Mother, sister, best friend, someone who is going to be supportive of you, right? Another adult being there is helpful for questions and answers during the consultation. It's another set of ears to remember instructions because when you're very nervous, sometimes you think you're hearing things, but you don't always hear things. You know And I've, I've been in, in um, situations in medical situations where I was in the same room with another adult. And when we went home and discussed it, because what they were hearing was traumatic for them, they completely blocked it out and had another view of what happened. So it's, it's always important to have the experience of someone else listening and helping you to an- ask the right questions and get the answers you, you need and you deserve. Um, also, it, you know, to just to give you emotional support, right? This, this is hard. This is hard. It's always hard to hand your baby over to someone and say, I'm give you permission to um, do this procedure, whatever that may be, on my infant, right? It's really hard. And I've been there, as I said, and I remember what that was like. If I was alone, I think it would have been much more traumatic for me, but I had, a, I had support around me and that was very helpful. Um, also, very practically minded, Having someone in the back seat with the infant for the ride home, especially if you're traveling far to the office, can be reassuring for all of you. So if you have somebody else who's driving and you could sit in the back seat with the baby or vice versa, that would be very practically helpful. Now, if possible, and I realize that this is not possible for everyone, but plan a restful staycation for at least two days after the procedure. And what do I mean by a staycation? I mean, if you can, take off from work, don't schedule social visits, do any shopping you'll need ahead of time, plan to be in for two days, plan to not be able to do anything else but take care of your baby for two days. Now, this may be a little bit over kill. This may be extreme, and it's not typical, that there are two days where you can't do anything else. However, if you have that planned out and um, the worst case is everything goes smooth and you're ready anyway, right? So I, and then again, if you're attempting breastfeeding, resting is never the wrong answer. So plan to do nothing else. You know, don't, don't do it on a Friday and have the babies, you know, um, naming, celebration or christening the next day. Not a good idea. Um, getting to the mommy in me. <laughs> have simple, nutritious meals planned and or ready. Um, this is a great way to have friends and family if they're available to help out. Say, would you mind cooking us dinner tomorrow night and bringing it over so that it's there when we get home, right? Because if you're upset and the baby's upset, you don't want to have to then worry about, now what are we going to eat, Right? and you don't want to get hangry, right? You want to have good food ready for you. If possible, arrange for child care for other children or at least someone to help you care for them. I'm, I'm sensing this scenario of you get home from the procedure and the person that came with you has to work the night shift and is leaving you alone and you have other kids. So try see what you can do. At least think about what you can possibly do. Um, for your other kids, or if your other kids are old enough to have a conversation with and say, you know, I'm going to need a little bit more support. We're going to be taking care of the baby a little extra tonight, Um, depending on the age, obviously, of the kids. Um, Very important, and something that we often don't think about until we are on the way home, is deciding on a pain relief method, shop ahead of time, and bring it with you. So if you're deciding to use mainstream medications like um, acetaminophen or ibuprofen, have those on hand. If you're deciding to use homeopathy especially, some of the remedies may be a little bit harder to find, or you may have heard of a special blend to use, and you have to mix that ahead of time, do all that before you go, because the worst thing that can happen is you're driving home with a screaming baby, and you're looking for you know a drugstore or you know a health food store to get what you need. Prepare ahead of time. Now, that being said, some kids are fine. Some kids need nothing, but you want to be prepared. Um, I feel like I'm t- I'm doing like the Boy Scout announcement here, right? Isn't that their motto? Be prepared. <laughs> Um, okay now more in preparation is if you are a breastfeeding parent have an alternate feeding method ready just in case now ideally you'll discuss this with your lactation consultant who will know what will be best for your particular situation this may be a cup a spoon a syringe or a bottle um, if you are supplementing, bring whatever supplement you are supplementing with. Um, if you are not currently supplementing, bring some expressed breast milk with you. This is especially important if you're traveling, right? If this is the office is around the corner from your house, have this ready at home. But if you're traveling, bring this with you. Also, if you're traveling a long distance, bring your breast pump with you just in case. You want to have everything on hand just in case. If you are currently using a nipple shield, bring it with you. Do not be under the impression that everything is going to be unicorns and roses as soon as the procedure happens and your baby's going to be be able to latch without the nipple shield. By all means, you can try it. However, you want to have everything that you usually use to feed your baby with you when you go for the procedure. Um, what else, what else? Let me just summarize, right? So what are you gonna bring with you to the appointment? And I have this all written down. You can, you can download the handout in from the show notes um, or you can, you can go, yeah, that's where it's gonna be in the show notes, okay. The checklist of what to bring with you to the appointment. A partner or a friend, a list of questions for the provider, pain relief method, a breast pump if traveling long distance, a nipple shield if you use one, alternate feeding method, expressed breast milk or formula if that's what you're using, and water bottle and snacks for you in case it's a long distance, in case you are waiting a long time in the office. As you can see, I never want anybody to be hungry. So I hope that this was really helpful for you when thinking about, yes, my baby is going to have a phrenotomy, but we want to make it the smoothest, easiest, most effective procedure that it can be, right? And um, if you want to learn more about the actual procedure of phrenotomy, There are other podcast episodes on that topic. Just scroll back, and there's, you know, we have a couple of different phrenotomy providers, and we have the laser specialist. Um, Lots of information in past episodes for you. As a lactation consultant, it's my goal that this information will give you the confidence that you need to have a successful and smooth experience with the least trauma possible and that you and your baby will have the outcomes that you desire. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Tongue Tie Experts Podcast. Check out the show notes for useful links about the topics we discuss and for ways to follow us on social media. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed listening, we'd love it if you'd rate, review, and share with your friends and colleagues. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.